everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck. Today, it's a 12 questions version of the podcast. Very pleased to be joined by Blake Cook, who really is a pure joy to interview and talk to. Guy just has a great outlook on life, great story, very nice person, and so he makes for a good 12 questions interview subject, and I think this is the second one I've done with him, perhaps, but uh, always enjoy whenever I cross paths with Blake. We did this interview at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on race day morning for the Xfinity Series, shortly before they went out with that crazy uh, new rules package that turned out to be a pretty good race. So take a listen to what Blake had to say in the 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Blake Cook. And Blake, the first question is, how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Oh, man. Um, I would say that it's probably 50-50. You know, you can work as hard as you want to, but if you don't have that natural ability to, to drive a car at speed, you're, it's going to be really difficult to make it. Uh, and then again, if you have that natural ability to go fast but don't put in the work, you're not going to make it either. So I feel like both are equally important. You know, you have to have that natural talent, that natural ability to to drive a race car, whatever you're doing in life, and then you have to have the ability to work harder than everybody else at it to uh, become successful. So um, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, and now Dale Jr. have all either retired or are retiring. What's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours? I mean, you know, I, I welcome all fans. Like I think that's the most important part of NASCAR is the fans that come out to watch us. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be as fun racing in front of nobody, you know. Um, so I, I truly appreciate the fans. I like to get to know them. I like to utilize my social media platform, whether it's Facebook Live or Instagram stories, to just show uh, my fans behind the scenes of my life and also follow them too and get to see what they do and what they're like. And, and you know the story with the cook crew and how I just welcome those guys in and now they're my biggest fans and they, they have their own t-shirt line now. And I mean, I just, uh, I encourage people to follow me just cause I'm, I'm a real person, you know? Um, I am a race car driver on the racetrack, but I also didn't grow up in it. You know, six years ago, I was pressure cleaning roofs Monday through Thursday to be able to pay the bills and then racing on the weekends. And then in only four years ago, I was driving Trevor Baines motorhome and spotting for Michael McDowell on the cup series, just trying to stay at the racetrack, be in the, in front of the right people and just keep working at it. Like, uh, uh, like you have to, to make it in this sport. And, and ever since I met Matt colleague, he's turned my career around and here I am competing for the Xfinity series playoff position. Yeah. I love the story of the cook crew. I mean, um, they were people that were Carl's crew and, um, they were looking for a new driver. Like so many fans are now. And I tweeted, Hey, you know, I retweeted them, I think, and said, you know, they're looking for a new driver and you were the only driver out of all these people, uh, all the possible drivers to tweet them back. And now like it's it's like a match made in heaven. Yeah, it is cool. I remember you you wrote a story on them and um or they wrote a letter and you reposted it whatever, but I saw it and I was like, "Man, like if they are that big of uh, fans of Carl Edwards, I would love to have those fans." And um and then they just jumped in all in and they showed up um I think Daytona was the first time I met them. And then they flew all the way to Vegas. They've been to Pocono. Um, Dover, they go all over the place, and the cooker is getting bigger now. I mean, they use the hashtag uh, Cook Crew, and um, and they have their shirts, like I said, and we're selling a lot of those shirts, and and they're just awesome people, man. They're just really, really nice and good people, and I'm proud to be their driver. That's really cool. 
Well, so the third question is, what is the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack? Um, the hardest part of my job away from the racetrack would have to be just balancing time. And I think that goes for any, um, any person with, that's married and with kids and that has a career of just trying to balance that time, spending enough time with my kids, spending enough time with my wife, spending enough time working at my job and focusing on how to get better. So that balance I, is a constant struggle for me and, and not really a struggle like I'm bad at it, but I make sure it's a priority to have a, a good balance of time. And that's probably the most difficult part. So let's say a fan spots you eating dinner in a nice restaurant. Should they come over for an autograph or no? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, definitely come over for an autograph. What if you're in the middle of eating or something? If I'm in the middle of eating, I would say still come over and, and talk to us. But if I'm with somebody else, make sure you talk to them too. It's always kind of awkward when I'm talking to somebody or a fan and then it's my wife or friend sitting there like, and they're feeling awkward. So make sure you say hi to everybody at the table. Okay. That's good. Uh, what's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? Uh, I would say, I don't know about a story, but I would like to hear the sponsors mention more. Like when you're watching the races and watching practice, you hear of like uh, the Blake Cook number 11. Like it'd be nice to throw in Leaf Filter. Every time you, you save like my car, my name, it'd be nice to just have sponsor plugs. We work really hard to get these sponsors. They spend a lot of money. And anytime we can get their names mentioned on TV more uh, is better. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? Yes, I do. I do think we are entertainers. Um, we're, our job is to put on a good race and a good show for the fans watching on their mobile device or on their television or through Twitter. You know, there's so many ways to to uh, relive the, the race. But our job really is to entertain people, man, especially at the racetrack. If we're doing a Q&A on stage at the Chevy trailer, you want to be an entertainer. You want people to be excited and not just bored. Like, so... I think it's important that we entertain our fans. Uh, who is the last driver you texted? Um, well, that's easy. Let's uh, let's look real quick. Last driver, Justin Allgaier. Okay. Last driver I texted. Where, can you say what you were texting about? It was last night at eight thirty, and um, we were doing media availability, and he's like. You know, I figured out something about Indy where I didn't really want to show my cards to everybody. Remember you, you saying that? And uh, and I texted him. I was like, hey, what do you know about Indy? Call me. And he said, okay, I'll call you. <laughs> That's a nice friend. He shared. He shared some info. We'll see if he shared. He gave me some info, but I was like, oh, that doesn't sound like a big secret. So we'll, we'll see. Okay. That's great. What is your middle finger policy on the racetrack? Oh, zero tolerance for the middle finger. Yeah. It, it makes me more mad than I can even explain to you when someone flicks me off. Uh, the last person that did it, uh, we, we ended up having a talk the weekend later. And I'm like, I like to have a talk with someone. I don't jump to conclusions, but just tell them, like, you can't flick me off. Like, it's not okay. And, and I'm looked at as the nicest guy in the garage. So when I come up and have that serious conversation with you, like, I mean it. So, um, yeah, that my policy is zero tolerance. So you're, you're just offended. Something like that happens. You're just like, Whoa, this is deeply offensive. Like, that's why you're so mad about it. Yeah, I mean, the... The way I was brought up, the middle finger means a particular word to you, and it'd be like walking up to somebody and saying that to their face. Like, what do you, you know? What do you expect the uh, reaction to be? It's not going to be good. So I literally see red on the racetrack, and I have to calm myself down, and it kind of ruins my my whole section of the racetrack. So it's bad. Okay. 
So some drivers keep a payback list in their minds if something bad happens. They might want revenge. Um, do you keep a payback list at all also if somebody cuts you a break or does you a favor on the track? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I respect. I, I entered into NASCAR with respect for every, sing, every single driver I raced around. And people don't – I don't really keep a payback list of, like, I have to pay somebody back. But I do um, – they do lose my respect, and I will race them differently than – then I race somebody that does cut me breaks, like you said. So you do remember who races you, which way. You, you know, I race people the way I want to be raced, and then they race people the way they want to be raced. So if they're racing you like an idiot, they obviously want to be raced like an idiot. So that's kind of how I look at it. Um, who is the most famous person you've had dinner with? Um, the most famous person I've had dinner with is probably, well, it was dinner in the holler. It was more like a late lunch, but it would be uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, wow. How did that come about? Well, he sponsored my car in 2015 with the Aqua Hydrate uh, water company that he owns part of. So he came out to California Speedway and just sat in the lounge. We were up there for about an hour. And we we're eating, so I can say we ate dinner together. It might not have been dinner time, but we got to hang out with him, and he sat on the pit box, went around... Um, the track after driver intros with him, got to spend some time with him. So that's definitely the most famous person I spent time with. Did you find him to be down to earth or was he like, you know, had the celebrity air about him or what? The most down to earth uh, celebrity I've ever met was Mark Wahlberg. He was so, and he like, he's so like tough. Like you're like, he's just like, he's in the movies. Like he's this tough guy. Like he was walking around. I didn't have any bodyguards with him or anything. And I thought the funniest thing was, is he was walking behind me two driver intros and you know at california you walk underneath you know through that little tunnel well someone's like three people stopped me for their auto my autograph and they didn't even ask him for his autograph because they had no idea it was him because why would he be there you know so i thought that was kind of funny what is something about yourself you'd like to improve um something to improve about myself man um you know that's always a question that i ask good friends uh, i'll ask Michael McDowell in particular, um, or Lonnie Klaus, our, our chaplain is like, man, what do you like see? What are my, my strengths? What are my weaknesses as a person? And, um, and they'll tell me and then I'll work on those things. But to, to improve would probably be something simple as remembering people's names. <laughs> I wish I remembered everybody's name. Our team owner, Matt Colleg, I feel like he knows every single person's name at Lee Filter and there's like a thousand employees. He just, Every time he says somebody says their name, and I think that's very impressive, and I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah, I respect that a lot. So the question from the last guy, um, it was David Reagan, and his question is, what is so after a race, you finish a race, you get back, you have your phone in your hand. What's the first thing you look at on your phone after you're done racing? Um, well, if it's a good race, it's the text messages. And if it's a bad race, my phone's blank. There's not even one single text message. So... I instantly go and answer some of my text messages and uh, I'll, I'll try to find my wife first and just say hi or uh, I'm okay if it was a bad race or if it's a good one, like thumbs up or whatever. So my wife's the first one I text. Okay. So I don't know who the next uh, driver interview is going to be with. Do you have a general question I might be able to ask another driver? Yeah. Um, one that's already been asked that I thought was a really great question um, and we'll see if people will be open and honest about it, but who was your favorite teammate and uh, who was your least favorite teammate? I think that's very interesting. And when I was reading your, uh, 
your responses, it was interesting to see that Kenseth said it was Carl. You know, like you would never think that anybody wouldn't like Carl at first, you know. So I kind of like that little behind the scenes uh, information. So the next guy, I want to know who their favorite teammate was or is and who their worst teammate was or is. I like that and I appreciate you reading as well. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. So a fun interview there. And it always makes me feel good to find out that some of the drivers read or listen to the 12 questions because I think that it makes them... Uh, their answers better when they do it. They know the questions that are coming. They've seen what other drivers have answered. They've maybe thought about it a little bit. And so they tend to give some better answers um, than if they were just doing it off, off the top of their head. So that's always a good thing, I think. I have a couple patron shout-outs this week for new patrons who have jumped on board at patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck and helped me get to some of these races. They are Griffin Eldred and Tyler Colby. Tyler wants me to uh, let people know that he is a Kyle Busch fan, but he didn't start out that way. He started out as a Kyle Busch fan to spite his brother just to mess with him and then became a Kyle Busch fan over time, like a true Kyle Busch fan now. So it, he he didn't mean to, but it just happened. So that's kind of a, a funny story there. So I'm coming to you from Delaware the temporary East Coast headquarters of chefgluck.com as I stay out in between Pocono and Watkins Glen. I will be driving to Watkins Glen tomorrow, but not before I post a social spotlight with NASCAR Chasm. So look for that one on Thursday. On Friday, I am doing Sirius Satellite Radio, The Morning Drive with Mike Bagley live from Watkins Glen, so that should be a good time. Then Saturday and Sunday is the two-day race weekend at the road course up there. I haven't been there since 2014, so I'm very excited to get back and see everybody. So make sure to look for a post-race podcast from Watkins Glen on Sunday night. Thanks again, as always, for listening, and I'll talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.